0: You've got to turn health and fitness from a chore into a passion or way of life. If it is a chore, you're going down the wrong avenue. It needs to be a daily thing like brushing your teeth. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth and you shouldn't go a day without health and fitness in some kind of sense.
1: Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, Gavin Preston here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast. And building on the previous episode with Ashley Bishop, where we talked about health and fitness. Today, I talk to Chris Marco Flores. He is the author of the book, The Weight is Over. Weight spelt W-E-I-G-H-T, so clever title. Um, Chris uh, is a man that walks his talk. He's not only served in one army, but two, the British Army and the United States Army. Um, Again, a pragmatic, downsworth conversation with Chris around the things that you can do to improve your lifestyle choices uh and nutrition so yeah really uh, insightful down-to-earth pragmatic and it's a really good build to follow the conversation in the last episode with ashley bishop into my conversation now with chris marco flores Hi, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. And my special guest today, Chris Marco Flores. Um, he's got a story to tell. He has served in not one but two armies, and his expertise is helping busy professionals uh, change their lifestyle—not just a fad of a diet, help them to lose weight by change their lifestyle—and is author of a fantastically clever title, "The Weight Is Over." Chris, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you for having me. So let's just dive straight in a bit about you, your background, and obviously one is never enough for you, so two armies. (laughs) So tell the story how you came to serve in both the British and the US Army. I suppose I'm a bit greedy, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was quite interesting. Um, I think if we go to the first army, the British Army, I started at a very young age when I was 16 years old, and it was all because of the influence of why I joined and before I joined, I had no interest in fitness. I had no health levels or anything like that. Like fitness and health wasn't my friend. And um, I used to hang around with a bunch of people and my friends, they wanted to join the army. And I'm like, why the hell do you want to join the army? And they're like, you know, they want to do it anyway. So they started going to the army office. And obviously because I was their friend, I used to tag along. And when I tagged along, I was in the office, the recruiter there, he looked at me, he's like, what are you doing with your life? I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And he goes, do you want to join the army? And I was looking at him and there was this man in an army uniform looking at me asking if I could join his army and I couldn't understand it, why he'd want someone like me to join his army. And it just made me feel so good. And because he made me feel, you know, uplifted me, of course I said, like, okay, I want to join. So thankfully he made me join. And, um, when I joined it complete, I never knew what to expect, but they put, it was probably the toughest six months of my life when I went through basic training and it got me to a fitness level and health level that I never imagined um, it was so tough. I wanted to, well, I tried quitting twice or three times. I can't remember how many, and I packed my bags run away once, but thankfully I had some pretty amazing instructors that kept me sane, which <laughs> we say. So 21st the first time, amazing, expanded my mind and it created a snowball effect. And since then, well, I just wanted to become fitter, fitter and healthy and healthier. I left the British army and then I wanted to explore the world sort of thing. I went over to America. I liked America. I wanted to see what they could. I wanted to challenge myself more. They had an army. I thought, let's see what they got to offer. Went to the American army. Um, obviously it was so good that I had the British army background, which favored me. However, I was probably a bit closed minded as I went through because I thought it was going to be a bit of a walking park because I'd done a previous one, but I was wrong. And they put me from paces again. I'm pretty sure they broke me. So I've probably broken about three times in my life, uh, but they helped expand my mind even more. And, um, that's kind of what, yeah, it's just helped me achieve stuff with my personal development, myself. And so when I left, it only become natural that I wanted to help other people who are very similar to me, who has a very poor level of health and fitness, or they've got um, strengths in other areas, but not health and fitness, and they don't think they can be health and fitness, or health, health and fit. And when I can change them, it, 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 the reward I get from it is amazing.
1: So what did you learn most about yourself when you're being pushed to the limits of or beyond the limits of your perceived physical, you know, endurance, your physical limits? What did you learn about yourself the most?
0: I think it was the mental, you know, um, getting rid of barriers, understanding them barriers, but you can break it. So before, I was in a small minded bubble to believe that I couldn't achieve some X, Y, and Z, i.e. I had no health and fitness. So for me, being able to run was uh oblivious kind of goal but because they put me through so many different challenges you could put any fitness challenge in front of me and i'll tackle it i might not be fit enough for it but i definitely 100 percent will complete it and that's you know build the strength and the power of my mind but then it's also trickled into other areas of my life that i just want to try and maximize in every area possible so now i'm willing to take on challenges that i believe well that i feel are impossible but i'm not afraid to take them on that makes sense
1: I love it. And so many people hold themselves back yeah. because they perceive or they believe that they're not going to be able to succeed in that. And it, you know, fortune, brave, it, it favors the bold or who dares wins, whichever motto we want to pull on, but, um, <laughs> draw, draw upon. but th- you know, at the end of the day that it's our mind, our body is and our mind are more capable than we give ourselves credit. And if we can get our mind to work for us better, then we're going to get create much better results whether it be in our fitness and health or whether it be in our business so what what is it that you, you I said in the intro that you work with people to change a lifestyle as opposed to just going on a, on a on a fad of a diet in the first place um i think before we even dive into that i want to understand about what's your philosophy around health and fitness now you know you've been you've been hardcore and you've been beasted to within an inch of your life, and I, 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 you don't strike me as the kind of person that's only going to want to work with business uh, with business owners that, um, you know, wants to do a boot camp every morning. So, w- what's your philis- the philosophy that you bring to the the people you work with, and who who do you have the biggest impact working with?
0: So the philosophy I have is you have got to turn health and fitness from a chore into a passion or a way of life. If it is a chore then and you're trying to achieve like a certain weight or a certain fitness level and because you feel you need to you're going down the wrong avenue it needs to be a daily thing like you're brushing your teeth you wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth and you shouldn't go a day without health and fitness in some kind of sense and you want to live a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy and when you live a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy, you can get away with having bad food every now and then. You can get away with drinking alcohol. You can get away with not exercising for a couple of weeks. Because you live a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy, it is just a much way better way of living. So the people that I help are people who feel like it's impossible to be unhealthy. People who have been on yo-yo diets for the majority of their lives People who go to the gym because they feel like they need to, not because they want to. They never really achieve amazing results. They're just like kind of mediocre sort of thing. Um, And the idea is to push them and expand their mindset, helping them achieve things that they think are impossible, and then it creates a knock-on effect. However, so when people come to me, let's say they got to lose, they want to lose, say, five stone, I don't care whether they lose five stone with me or not. It's what I want is to get them into a mindset where they know they can achieve anything. So I'll get them to do certain different challenges throughout the process. And it might take one challenge. It might take two challenge. It might take three challenge different for different people, but they'll do enough challenges and hit a, hit a, hit a, hit a threshold where they, they lift the caps and they'll be able to achieve anything they ever wanted. Some people, they will achieve that before they hit their target weight when they're with me or they hit it after their target weight. So I um, hope that gives you kind of an answer. It just, Helping people who live like on a mediocre health and fitness level because they don't feel they can be feel healthy completely lift that cap of the mind or barrier and allow them understanding is so far much greater than they think they are.
1: I want to just probe that that statement. If you live a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy, then you can get away with the odd bad food, two weeks off exercise, drinking alcohol. Whoa! To many that sounds counterintuitive. So I think the answer obviously lies within what you mean by living a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy.
0: So um, everyone has a lifestyle where they're comfortable, but they can naturally do. And um, so if we talk about, let's talk about a weight, the way everyone has a weight default, a weight default is a weight that the body's most comfortable at. And anytime you get off that line, your mind and body will try its hardest to get back to its weight default. So for oh, example, yeah. if you are I'll just say for numbers' sakes, if you're 20 stone, okay, and you lose weight, so you lose two stone, your body and mind is going to try it it's everything it can to get back to 20 stone. And um, you know, your mind will say, you know, you need you, you do, you've done well, you deserve a treat, blah 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 blah. blah. Get back to 20 stone, you're comfortable. But when you're at 20 stone, you have a kind of a lifestyle that just feels natural. You wake up, you might have breakfast, you have a certain breakfast, you have certain different sugar levels that you can intake, certain different like processed food levels that you intake. So you might exercise, you might not exercise. So the kind of lifestyle you live is just like a natural lifestyle. When you live a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy, it's natural for you to go to the gym, say five days a week and to eat a healthy breakfast, a healthy lunch, and a healthy dinner. And if you don't eat a healthy lunch or healthy breakfast, healthy dinner, your body feels it, and your body will crave it. If you don't go to the gym five days a week or exercise five days a week, your body will feel it and it will crave it until you actually do some of it. And it kind of your body will kind of force you to do things to get back to where it is at, like that weight default. So you create a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy because you're naturally eating healthily because it's a passion rather than a chore. You're repelling... Um, unhealthy options, and you're attracted more healthy options. So when you do have unhealthy stuff, it's because you want it, not because you need it. Does that define it more?
1: It does. It does. Uh, and I and I get I get the the whole piece about you crave. For me, I've craved the exercise. Um, so Brilliant. I, did, I discu- I've always liked the gym, and I've always exercised on average three times a week until I got a Peloton. And I properly fell in love with it. I'd never been into spinning. Um, and just, we took advantage of a of a Black Friday deal last November. They got and you. They got me. And we, <laughs> yeah. the, Brilliant. The, 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 the retargeting on social for Peloton have been amazing. Anyway, they got us. And uh, I've not missed a week since. 36 weeks have been on the bike. And I've been on the bike uh, um, between three and six times a week ever since um I, I i actually got an injury last week on it which is my own stupid fault which i i would normally train in the morning one day i didn't and back to your point around you crave it um i didn't get i had i had stuff i had to get done to hit a deadline of an early eight o'clock meeting and the time for exercise went into prep and um so i jumped on the bike uh before dinner and so i pushed hard i got a personal best um but i i pushed too hard i um i was you know the the resistance goes up to 100 and i was sometimes occasionally go above 80 but but reduced my cadence and i pushed hard on cadence and 86 and then got on the bike again the next morning at half past six as i would normally do and then all of a sudden my left knee is like a balloon and um really swollen up. So uh, I am just telling the story to know that I I am I haven't been on since um since the injury on Friday morning. Uh, and I am I'm just I just can't wait to get back on the bike. And I keep back looking in. at my leg looking at my leg. Has the swelling gone down? Is the bruising yeah. gone down? It's just like it, it, it's it's the side of my office. It's there. <laughs> it's, it's it's winking out me. I want to Wanting get it like but here's this thing and I, 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 I absolutely happy to be completely uh transparent i you i've always used exercise and i completely get the point you make about you get a natural weight that you get accustomed to so i think mine's about 14 and a half stone you know for those of you haven't seen me i'm fairly broad-shouldered because i've always done weights in the gym and i'm nearly six foot tall um but if my weight goes up to 15 i'll do something about it and drop it down to 14 if a weight goes to 14 um actually on my wedding day i got down to 12 um I just was not happy at that weight. Yeah. Um, then I got back up to that normal things. But I, I use, ex- I've always used exercise to overcome a drink at the weekend and enjoyment of a burger if we're out for dinner or a steak, you know. And I, I, I've not been as good as consistently managing the food and in, intake piece, the, the alcohol intake piece. Where I have been much better. I've gone I I hit the gym. I hit the bike, etc. Yeah. So. How would you help people that, say, might m- might not have the discipline or choose to be really meticulous about their food and drinking tech?
0: Yeah, so just to point on, with the weight default, that could change. You can change a weight default, um, just to point out. So to help people with the food side, by the sounds of it, you've got quite a good balance. You know, If you're training as much as you are, and you're conscious about your eating. You know you counteract it. You're in a good position. Whereas if someone who's not in a good position and they find it hard to counteract it and it's just too much bad and good, then the first port call is to try and get them to enjoy healthy food over unhealthy food in a very simplistic and easy way, um, without putting too much stress on the body. Because the best way to understand it is imagine we put it into an exercise way if you used to go into the gym and you've never been in the gym before and you've got no muscles to you right you don't go to the heaviest weight lift up because you, because you can't because it's too heavy so what you do you go to the lightest weights you lift them up consistently over and over again and then over time you slowly increase them and then before long you'll be able to lift the heavy weights with nutrition is the exact same if you have a very poor diet and a very poor health and you go a very strict diet it's like lifting heavy weights at the gym psychologically Great
1: analogy i love that analogy
0: yeah yeah and it, yeah i know you can do it but there's a small percentage of people who'd be able to do it and be able to mentally stick with it but the majority of people is so hard mentally and physically when they stop they open up the floodgates and they go back to their old lifestyle very quick put the weight back on have poor nutrition so you've got to do it in stages you've got to go from an unhealthy diet to a healthy diet very simplistic easy on the mind easy in the body and then as you progress you slowly increase it so or slowly advance make them slightly harder and better but it's not making it harder you're just changing your lifestyle so it's like changing hamster wheel sort of thing if that makes sense as you get better so, everything so else improves. Uh,
1: uh, if uh, you have a first small stage mm-hmm. with somebody changing the diet you know for me that would be um reducing carbs and increasing protein, for example. Yeah. Um it would what would you is that what you would recommend? Is that what you advocate? Because
0: okay. So uh again it's hard to give an answer because everyone is different. And the best way like well to understand that if you look at people on the outside, they've got different hair color, different eye colour, different skin colour, different height, different size fingers and stuff like that. On the inside, even though we've got the same features, we react differently. So if you give someone nuts, it nourishes them. If you give someone else nuts, it kills them. So wow, one plan yeah. cannot fit all, yeah, and it yeah. just doesn't work. Like You'll see people who do a keto diet and do amazingly well, and someone else do a keto diet are not keto-prone, I'm just saying, for example, um, yeah, yeah. and not do as well. And it, if they've done the same diet, it's just one person responded to it pretty well, the other person didn't respond as well. I'm not saying doing keto, I'm just saying that, for example. Um, so what I would do if I didn't know someone, I didn't have an idea, and I'd... I know they've got a poor diet, a very bad diet. Then the first port of call is we need to get the systems running properly. So we need to put all the nutrition in their body that they are lacking and allow their body to be absorb the nutrition that they've been craving for a long time. And when you do this, it starts allowing the systems to run properly, starts functioning properly, it's getting hormones balanced and stuff like that before you start really diving in and taking stuff away, if that makes sense. So and the way you do it is just, just fill yourself up with... Uh, whole foods like anything a caveman can eat you eat and fill yourself up if you're hungry eat but just eat on those guidelines if it's in a packet it went through a factory don't eat it if it's got eyes eat it if it's grown underneath the ground eat it if it's grown above the ground eat it
1: That's what it. an alpha male response <laughs> yeah. but no i love it though that it makes such such common sense what yeah. you would as caveman Simple. because you know in evolutionary terms as as, as human beings in an evolutionary perspective, that's like five minutes ago, isn't it? In terms of the the development of our our, yeah. our physical body, so and that's what we what we we ate like for for, for a long long time, hundreds and oh, hundreds of years. I could go deeper. I want to go one line deeper, if that's all right. You go for it. Okay. So another thing is, if you look
0: back in the caveman days, it was so easy for the caveman people to get the nutrients in the body because all the food was nutrient dense but it's very hard to get the calories they needed for the day within their body. Cause I'll see there's always hunting for the food. If you flip it nowadays, it's changed. It's so easy to get the calories in the body, if not too easy, but it's very hard to get the nutrients in the body. So when people are looking for a diet to, you know, to lose weight or whatever, be healthy, they're always looking for like a low calorie diet. They should actually try and focus on getting the nutrients in the body. If you focus on getting the nutrients in the body, It'll be very hard for you to go over the calories that you need to eat and you've given the, your body everything that needs to function and you'll be healthy just from doing that, uh, Focus on that rather than trying to focus on the diet that's going to make you lose weight or whatever.
1: Are you tired of the instability of your business? Do you want to stop cash flow challenges, achieve stability in profit and build a business that you could sell? Do you want to introduce strategies that provide certainty of income reinvigorate you and your team so that you put an end to plateauing and get your business thriving again in every sector in every country in every state of the economy there are always businesses that book the trend and outperform the market it is possible to turn your business around and grow the profitability reach and impact of your business and put your business back on course for a worthy exit or rewarding future In my new book, Survive and Thrive, how to secure, scale, and succeed in business, I show you how. I wrote this book for business owners who are putting so much into their business at the expense of time with their family and on their health, and who are not getting the results that they desire. I have brought 25 years of experience working in businesses large and small, and combining the disciplines of business strategy with mindset with scaling a business to bring you a proven way to scale your business with certainty. To grab your free copy of Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale, and Succeed in Business, go to www.surviveandthrive.com. I'll cover the cost of the book you just cover the cost of shipping and handling so head over to surviveandthrive.cc to get your free copy of the book so what I'm loving about this conversation, and I and had another recent conversation on the podcast, uh, is it, it, with somebody else in the profession, in the fitness and health industry. And and what I love about a theme that's coming through is it's down to earth, it's real world, it's practical. It's not, hey, come and work with me and, and I'm going to get you a six or an eight pack yeah. because everybody wants you know, twelve percent or ten percent of body fat and a six pack, and um you know, so and or nor do they want the sacrifice that is necessary in order to be able to achieve that. And you know, it's a refreshing approach that you're advocating. That just is common sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If it's in everyone a packet, if it's in a packet, don't eat it. Yeah, that's everyone knows- great. Well, actually, that's. Well, because now they're putting vegetable in packages, and you should eat them. Fair point. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But I think you could you 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 could argue you know your fresh fish and meat comes you know has some vacuum wrap around it. But yeah, I get I get your point. Yeah, yeah, it's your processed food that's the stuff that's bad for you. That's right. That's correct so um you you're grabbing your water you're keeping yourself uh, hydrated in this call is hydration a big part of of, of what you what's necessary
0: yeah absolutely I, um two well they say two percent of the hydration will affect ten percent of your performance i've seen it on a wall when i was in the army and i was like is that true but i've always um, stood by that and um well if you test it out it definitely helped if you can see an improvement so water just helps the body function like fluids, like um, um, oil in a car. No oil doesn't work. The greatest thing about the body, we can like just handle quite a lot of stuff, but it's best to stay hydrated. Keep hydrated. Keep sharp.
1: Yeah. I love that. So, when people are pushing hard in life and in business, they can tend to lean on other crutches, whether it might be an energy drink, whether it might be a glass of wine or a G and T at the end of the day to de-stress. So, you know, is your is 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 your view around that moderation? What, you know, how do you, how how mm-hmm. do you, how do you, how do you bring the the pragmatism that you've just brought around food and nutrition and exercise to to caffeine, alcohol, sugary, you know, energy drinks, that sort of thing?
0: Yeah. So I'm not against any of that stuff, um, but I, I like to help people use that stuff as because uh, they want it, not because they need it so if someone's caffeine dependent you know they can't go without day without having caffeine morning coffee afternoon coffee whatever to keep them going, then the the nutrition is taken over their body they should be able to control the nutrition now if you're resorting to like caffeine for energy you're not tapping into some of your natural energy inside you that you can produce. And if you are if you learn to tap into it, it provides you far more energy and it lasts so much longer and you can just go on and on and on. So anyone who comes to me who has caffeine or drinks a lot of caffeine, I don't tell them to stop, but I do get them to reduce it to try and experience the natural side of it and that they don't need it. And yet, you know, the the health benefits from it and also the energy levels they're able to achieve from it is it's incredible to see. Like, it's hard to understand. It's hard to explain the feeling. You have to experience it to really get a true understanding. So, of so it. When,
1: when you say tap into that natural energy, that'll help you go on and on and on. How, how do you do that? or How do you help people access that? Okay. So it's
0: you have to um, combine, combine it with the nutrition. Okay. And the best way to look at it is if you look at nutrition in two different ways, uh, one, it either gives you energy or two, it takes away energy. So you, if you eat all the foods or consume all the foods and a drink that gives you energy, it's going to tap into that resource. If you consume food, that's going to take away energy. Obviously you're not going to tap into that resources. And believe it or not, it's foods like McDonald's, KFC, you know, chocolate bars and stuff like that. They take away energy, even coffee, even energy drinks. And you're thinking, hang on a minute, they give me energy. But what I'm talking about is they'll give you a bunch of energy energy to start off with. But then very quickly, your energy levels will drop very quickly. And when they drop, you know, it's hard to really function. And that's when you're thinking, I need another coffee, or I need a chocolate bar, or I need something just to give you a quick fix to get energy back. Whereas if you look at food that gives you energy, whole foods, they last longer. So they will, it takes longer to, um, for your energy to burn from it, but they, it lasts longer. And when it dips, it doesn't dip as so fast. Um, and the best way to understand it is if you have a fire, And you had A4 piece of paper, if you put A4 piece of paper on the fire, it'll burn really quickly. So you have to have loads of it to keep it going. If you had a two by four and put it on Mm. fire, it takes Mm. longer to burn, but it burns forever. And that's how you look at food. You look at food that gives you quick energy. It's like A4 piece of paper on a fire. Or you look at food like a two by four and um, longer to burn, but it, it will just burn forever.
1: Well, I, I love loving your analogies. And, I, I, and the more I experience in life and business, the more that you can take the complex and make it simple. Not only is it a sign of deep thought and intelligence, but also it is a pathway to your customers or your clients um, getting it and being consistent with the implementation of it. That's great. Yeah. I will not forget that analogy of a four piece of paper and a two piece yeah. of two before. That's just brilliant. So, the weight is over. Tell me about your book. Tell me about your program. Um, weight is spelt, as you would expect, given the context, context, W-E-I-G-H-T. So I think it's such a super clever title. But yeah, tell me about yep. your program, The Weight is Over, and about your book. The reason why I got into health and fitness,
0: it's only natural that I got into health and fitness because I had so much passion from, it, from what the army gave to me. When I first started it, I started in the gym. And I thought I wanted to train people who are fit like me, get fitter, but I veered very quickly towards people who were once like me who didn't feel fit. Um, and then as I was training people, I realized people would get fit, they'd lose weight. And then you see them a few months down the line and put it back on. and I couldn't understand it. So since like 2016, I've been trying to develop a program that helps people go on like the last weight loss journey or the last fitness journey sort of thing. And, um, I remember back in the British army, it was six months and it was six months of hell, but that six months completely transformed my life. And it's six months of dedication, sacrificing, and because of it, I've been able to have a lifetime worth of reward of an unbelievably strong mind. And I've all, and, you know, I'll forever be healthy because of it. So with my program is designed off the back of that, minus the screaming and the shouting and the effing and, <laughs> and the blinding. <laughs> like, like, so in a very uh, friendly way, with the British Army, I was with them for six months. So obviously, I woke up in the Army and I went to sleep in the Army. In a civilian world, you don't wake up in the Army. You've got to go to work. You've got kids. You've got to kind of do it around that too. So the the wait is over is a program that is a 12-month program, but it's broken down to eight missions. Each mission is six weeks long, and um, it covers five vital activities, which is Mindset, Challenges, Exercise, Nutrition, Planning and Preparation. Now, not everyone needs 12 months, but there's 12 months there for people who do need it. But within each mission, the idea is just to achieve something that you think is slightly impossible to you now and and, and accomplish it. And then each mission gets slightly harder than last. And that includes with the exercising and the nutrition. So the exercising all gets slightly harder. The challenges always get slightly harder. The nutrition... You start on an easy level and it gets slightly harder as you uh, progress. And by the end of it, you know, you're in a mindset where you become fearless and you can take on anything. So, and then the book is pretty much in depth of all of that. So if you want to understand how it works and how I do and help people, you read the book and you're going to be able to learn from the book and go away and do it yourself.
1: So they can get the book on Amazon, presumably. That's correct. On Amazon. The wait is over by Chris Marco Flores. And then in terms of your website, if people want to check out what you do,
0: www.chrismarcoflores.com. Very simple.
1: Yeah. And Flores spelled F-L-O-R-E-S. Chris, That's correct. you're a star. Thank you so much for um, for coming on the Business and Mastermind podcast. Um, I love your down-to-worth pragmatic uh, style. You know, I love the analogy, you know, if you live a lifestyle where it's impossible to be unhealthy, then you can have a little bit of the, the things that you enjoy, but your body will always kind of like take you back to, 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 to being healthy. Um, everyone... Has a lifestyle where they're comfortable, so let's get to a new default. Nutrition either gives you energy or takes it away. Let's choose the two before for the fire instead of the piece of A4. You know, there's a there's a a lot of gems in there, and the other thing that I love that sits at the heart or as a a fundamental bedrock to everything that you talk about is is the importance of a good and strong mindset mm-hmm. and that's certainly what I, I i i have at the core of all the work i do with people in business so chris thank you for reaching out to come on the show and it's been a real pleasure, it's a, pleasure. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show thank you thank you thanks for having me you've been listening to the business mastermind podcast be sure to subscribe rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success, and create more impact.